my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the second half of the We're Moving? Moving In! Double feature. Yes, today I'm talking about Season 1, Episode 2, Moving Day of Fuller House. This episode aired February 26, 2016. When the big day comes for Stephanie and Kimmy to join the Fuller House, Jackson feels outnumbered and takes drastic action. This episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 720 ratings. We have directing this episode, Mark Chandrowski, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, Joe Vargas, staff writer, and Polina Diaz, staff writer. Let's see, do we have any trivia here? Stephanie is shown how to change a diaper by Kimmy, but back in the original series, Stephanie changes Alex and Nikki's diapers when Kimmy is babysitting them. <laughs> okay. Stephanie jokes that uh, she used to change Michelle's diapers and that she changed so many of that, so many that she felt there were two of them. <laughs> of course, in the original series, Michelle was played by twins Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. When Jackson loses his room, he says, first, my, first dad dies, people move in, and to top it all off, I lose my room. DJ begins to confront, or excuse me, DJ begins to comfort him, telling him he has a house full of people who love him. In the first episode of Full House, DJ is upset to lose her room, and Stephanie moves in with her. When Stephanie moves in with her, she says close to the same thing that her father Danny comforts her the same way DJ comforts Jackson, saying, "You have a house full of people who love you." Yeah, but she still. <laughs> oh, lost room. Okay, we got some goofs. Nikki and Alex's room was on the left side of the attic, not the right. That is true. Plus, it was a bit bigger than what they show. Jesse is supposedly an Elvis super fan who knows all of Elvis, all of Presley's songs by heart. When listening to the song "Burning Love" while driving, Jesse sings "Lordy, Lordy." But the lyric is actually Lord Almighty. Warning spoilers. In this episode, Kimmy throws Ramona's cell phone into the house where it lands on the couch. When shown in a close-up shot, the phone screen clearly displays that the call has been ended. Yet the caller's voice is still heard speaking. Interesting. Alright, so here's a user review for March 21st, 2021. Giving this episode a 5 out of 10, entitled Moving Day. This is by Studio AT Warning Spoilers. If the last episode was the Full House reunion, then this one is really the pilot of Fuller House. 
and better shows how that will play out. Basically, it's all basically all the adults from the original show vanish, and it's up to the two girls with their friend filling in for the absent Olsons to pretty much take up the same premise from the original show. It's actually, though, very well played and perfectly funny, so that bodes well. All right. All right, so before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies who are just tuning into the podcast for the first time, I want to welcome you aboard the Tanner train. This podcast has been going strong for over two years now, almost going on three come April 2022. And how I do things here is I don't go in chronological order of episode by episode, season by season. I like to have fun with it. I like to do themes. I like to do series episodes by characters. It just depends on the mood I'm in, the time of the year, <coughs> excuse me, comes into play. You know, all that fun stuff. So also another thing about this podcast is it is a family friendly Full House, Fuller House podcast. There are podcasts out there for Full House and Fuller House that unfortunately they're more geared towards those that are 18 to 21 and above. I think there is one Full House podcast that is doing chronological order that I believe is a clean podcast. It's called What's This Full House? I've heard it. It is also hosted by just one person. And she does a really, really good job. Let me double check here. Let's see. Yeah, it does say that this is a clean podcast, and, and there are 17 episodes of What's This Full House. So definitely check it out. It's cool. She does a good job. So here's kind of what's coming up the pipeline, if you don't already know, for January, because 2021's almost done. So here's what I'm doing here. That way you can get prepared about what episodes I'm going to be doing. All right, so January. Usually I tend to stick, that's my Jesse month. I don't know why I chose it that way, but I did. So, January 2022, it's going to be the theme, Jesse and the Girls. It's going to be a series because there's going to be at least four episodes. There's going to be season two, Fogged In. It's a Jesse and DJ episode. Then we have... From season three, Three Men and Another Baby. This is a Jesse and Michelle episode. Then another Jesse and Michelle episode from season five, The Devil Made Me Do It. Then we have a Jesse and Stephanie episode in season eight of Full House, We Got the Beat. Coming February, in time for the romantic month of the year. Full House Dating Disaster Series. Granted, it's... <laughs> It is just three episodes, so, all right. Season two, we got Triple Date. Season three of Full House, Lust in the Dust. Season six, we have The Dating Game. Also, Sonny Bringas, who plays Ramona, is celebrating a birthday. We're going to be covering My my Little Hickey. <laughs> and also, January, as I said, Jody Sweeten's birthday. Season eight. No, I'm sorry. It's going to be season uh, 
7 is it true about Stephanie? No, Stephanie's Wild Ride, I think we're going to do that. We're going to save that for the series episodes, which I think, I think I'm going to shoot for March for that. I think we'll cover that in March. So, let's see. We also have Sisters, double feature. That won't be until, like, August. That's so far in the future. I can't even. Uh, but series episodes. We're going to have Just Say No Way from Season 3, which is an alcohol episode. Season 4, Shape Up. Season 6, Silence and Gold. Uh, Shape Up is going to be the one where DJ's trying to lose weight, to fit into a bathing suit for Kimmy's pool party at a hotel. Uh, season 6, Silence is Golden. Stephanie finds out her classmate Charles is being physically abused at home. And she feels the need she has to step in and she brings Uncle Jesse into the fold about that. Uh, season 8, Under the Influence, is going to be, well, actually, before we get to that one, the Kimmy gets drunk at a college frat party, which, why the heck is she there? She's in high school, don't need to be going to no college frat parties when you're in high school. I'm just saying. Season, um, <laughs> I think it's season 8 also is Stephanie's Wild Ride. So, yeah, there's going to be five episodes for the month of March. We're going to do that. Uh, Father's Day for June. We're going to be covering Where Oh Where Has My Little Girl Gone. I'm Not DJ. Season 7. <laughs> High anxiety. So we got a Where Oh Where Has My Little Girl Gone from Season 5. That's going to be DJ and Danny. Uh, I'm Not DJ. Danny and Steph. Season 7, High Anxiety, Danny and Michelle. So, yeah, plenty of things to look forward to. We also have in June, oh boy, I really got <laughs> to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, every June, of course, Olsen Twins' birthday, so I will be picking one episode. So it could either be Season 5's Girls Will Be Boys, The Bicycle Thief, or Michelle a la carte. Yeah, so a lot of things coming down the pipeline. Um, also, the almost breakup double feature with, uh, I want to hit that sometime, maybe April, with um, <laughs> Jesse and Becky had a breakup in 22 minutes. Or breaking up is hard to do in 22 minutes. And then also the um, designing mothers where... Danny and Vicky kind of sort of break up, but they, it doesn't seem like it's real. Um, until the end of the episode when it's like, oh, you were broken up. I didn't know. Okay, cool. They're back together. How about that? Because <laughs> last year, no, this year, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, this year while we were staying at the hotel, um, I covered the breakup double feature. So this one's going to be. Because that covered DJ and Steve breaking up and Danny and Vicky breaking up. And this is the almost breakup. They kind of break up, but then they get back together. So, yeah. All right. Also, if you want to follow along with the podcast so you know what episodes I'm doing during what times of the month, uh, you can follow along with the podcast on the Facebook page. Type in Full House Podcast. Type in Fuller House Podcast. The All My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Also, if you want to support the podcast, I don't do Patreon. I just, I'm not about that. 
So, the only thing I ask is if you got a sec, jump on iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the podcast, Oh My Lanta, Holy Julibas, will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis. If you want to try to get me to guess a character using emojis, I will do that. I will more than do that. If you want to throw a trivia question in there and see if you can stump me, I mean, I'm pretty well versed in Full House. I mean, I've been watching since I was a kid, and now that I'm doing podcasts of the show, it's kind of funny. I pick up on things. I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't notice that at all. So, yeah. I would love to get at least one more five-star review before the end of 2021. If any of you out there haven't done it yet and you want to make that happen for me, I would love, love, love that till the end of time. I honestly would. It would be the greatest Christmas gift of all this year. So no pressure, of course, no pressure. All right, without further ado, one last thing. If you want to email me, the podcast, of course. <laughs> you can go to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email in the episode description. If you have ideas for Fuller House Season 6, like what do you think could have happened with the characters? What? Just have fun with it. Try to keep it clean. Uh Full House, Season 9 and 10. What do you think? Where do you see the characters? I mean, we already know from Fuller House, but there's a big gap of time between 1995 and 2016. That's like over 20 years. Yeah. Just, I would love it. If you guys got short stories, if you got your fan fiction, I want to read it. I want to read it. If you got drawings, artwork, memes, whatever it is, I am down for it. You can even message the podcast on the Facebook page. I want to see how creative you all can get. Of course, like I said, it's family fun podcast, so please be clean about it. <laughs> all right, now, now, let's get into moving day. Ah, I have not watched this in so long. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love these shows. I love them so much. They mean the world to me. I laugh. I cry. Oh, the Tanners and the Fullers and the Gibblers, they know how to tug on your heartstrings. They definitely know how to do that. All right. So we come out of the intro. We are down in Stephanie's room. This, Like I said, this is, um, this is episode two. Let's take stock of Joey's old uh, basement apartment, which later became a... Studio, which is now again basement apartment. There are two little windows that okay. So when you come down the stairs, like Max is doing, we see a built-in little uh, shelf there for a bunch of knickknacks and whatnot. And then off to the side in this little alcovish area, underneath two small windows, we see a nice little couch, a little love seat. We also see that Stephanie has a guitar case open. We see a bunch of luggage that still needs to be unpacked. And of course, the lights aren't on. You know that Stephanie is sleep, sleep, sleeping. And Max is like, it's breakfast time. And Stephanie has to wake up. She's part of the family. 
That means when you live in this house, when it's time to eat, we all eat together. No exceptions. We also see on what looks like a nightstand, it looks like a, some type of a paper mache boombox. And we do see a door that leads to a bathroom. Can you imagine trying to put, make that from a studio back into a little bedroom apartment type of deal going on? So Max jumps on the bed and just starts shouting at the top of his lungs, Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! And Stephanie's like, what? 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 She's probably thinking of the worst. And Max says, it's time for Sunday brunch! And Stephanie's like half asleep still. She's like, you know, come back when it's Sunday dinner. And Max, of course, will not take no for an answer. He starts yanking her covers off, grabbing her arm. <laughs> He's like, come on, come on, get up. We can't, we can't all eat until you get up there. And Max starts going down the Sunday brunch menu. He says, Mom made her famous blueberry pancakes, and she used duck eggs for more nutrition and a deeper flavor profile. Okay, I gotta ask, has anyone ever used duck eggs? I have not, but now that Ma Max is leading me down a road of discovery when it comes to expanding my palate, and I wouldn't mind trying a, you know, a duck egg just to see. Is it more nutritious? Does it contain a deeper flavor profile? According to Max, it does. I'd like to test that theory. What do you, I mean, honestly, between regular chicken eggs, you know, cage-free ones, and then the duck ones, what would you say you prefer? Again, email me, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, or get me on the uh, Full House, Fuller House pod, Facebook podcast uh, message. I want to know. Oh, apparently Max got that from, he's like, because she looked at him like, excuse me, flavor profile? He's like, what? I like my cooking shows. Good for you, buddy. My gosh, this kid's got a grip. He's got Stephanie's arm. He's literally yanking her out of bed. Come on, come on. breakfast ready and she gives Tommy his baby Tommy his breakfast bottle which she says is the most important bottle of the day and then here comes Jackson who doesn't take him very long to get suspicious because DJ's got her famous blueberry pancakes which apparently I guess there's just blueberries next to the pancakes I thought she actually cooked them into the pancakes but it looks like they're just resting next to the pancakes on the plate. Yeah, because when Jackson comes down, she makes such a big deal. Like, there he is, my beautiful firstborn baby boy. And he's like, what? Why are you giving me such special attention right now? Yeah, the look, because she kisses him on uh, 
the side of the forehead, and he just has this look like he's kind of side-eyeing her, like, okay, mom, you need to chillax. Calm down. Yeah, she's giving him a milkshake, which I gotta say, I don't really think that goes right with bacon. I don't know. If she normally doesn't cook like that on a regular basis, especially when it comes to milkshakes, which I think that should be like an after-dinner thing. Like, sometimes I'll read in a book, like, someone orders, like, a cheeseburger, fries, and a chocolate milkshake. I'm sorry, but I gotta have, like, I gotta have, like, a Diet Coke or something to go with my meal, and then the milkshake can be, like, a nice side dessert. That's not gonna be my beverage of choice while I'm chomping on a cheeseburger and, you know, shoving french fries down my throat. Yeah, Jackson really hits a nail on the head where he's like, you're being weird. And she plays it off like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not being weird. I mean, can a mom make her beautiful firstborn son a pre-breakfast milkshake? I'd be like, first of all, like, what's with the firstborn son stuff? Why are you just harping on that exactly? Like, Colorist, at least something's going on that's going to affect me in a major way. Would be what would be going in on in my head if I were Jackson. Yeah, and then the after DJ says, Well, can't a mother give her firstborn son a pre breakfast milkshake? And then she kind of thinks that, I'm like, Yeah, that is kind of weird. They also have slices of watermelon, and I don't know what those are supposed to be. Slices of cantaloupe? There's also. A big tub of butter, maple syrup, a big plate of probably turkey bacon. I, yeah, I can see them really liking bacon. Yeah, so Jackson asks for something he knows his mom would never let him have. He says, can I have hot fudge in my pancakes? Honestly, that sounds amazing. That hot fudge sauce, caramel sauce sounds unbelievably amazing and she her eyes DJ's eyes get really big she's like uh sure honey like she normally would never allow that he's like okay something's up like <laughs> so yeah he points at DJ and says you're up to something and she's like oh jeez so Max comes up dragging poor Stephanie by the hand and says and Stephanie is not a morning person and Stephanie's like, no, no, and Aunt Stephanie is not a morning person. Aunt Stephanie is a night person. Which, depending on what time she went to bed that night, yeah, she probably clocked in at well after midnight. So I can imagine brunch is probably, what, 10 a.m.? That sweet time between after breakfast at, like, say, 7.38 and, like, lunchtime at noon. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And of course, Stephanie goes over to, to DJ, like, yeah, you know how it is, DJ. I mean, when the clubs are going off, bottles are popping, people are hooking up, and DJ's like, Stephanie, do you realize your audience is like 13 and under here? Like, you need to clean yourself up there. <clears throat> when he's like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it just makes me think of when Jesse would go off on the rails with his story. Even in the pilot episode or 
the first day of school when Stephanie was nervous about her first day of kindergarten and Jesse's talking about being, you know, 14 and being with an older woman for the first time and how first times can be scary, but they also teach you stuff. And I'm like, and Danny is looking at Jesse like, uh, ex on the, yeah, you need to cut that there, buddy. And even, yeah, <laughs> Stephanie, of course, sees the look in DJ's eyes like, can you not right now? Like, this is a, at best, PG-rated household. So, Stephanie's like, uh, hooking up their Xboxes? Uh-huh. So, DJ, of course, wants to talk to Stephanie about... You know, she hasn't broken the news to the boys yet. Well, Kimmy and Ramona moving in. Doesn't know how they'll handle it. It's like, Aunt Stephanie, help me pick it, get some juice. And Stephanie says, I don't want any juice. And DJ says, well, then help me pick out my juice. So there's a great shot, camera angle from inside the fridge. And, of course, we get the same Jesse chicken gag only with Stephanie. A plate of chicken. She pulls out a drumstick, starts eating it as DJ mentions she hasn't told the boys yet about Jackson and, uh, you know, Max hasn't told them about Kimmy and Ramona moving in. And that's when Stephanie notices the chicken. And DJ's like, yeah, I'm chicken. And then, of course, Stephanie says, well, I, I spilled, kind of spilled the beans. And DJ, you told the boys? And Stephanie says, no, I actually spilled the beans. <laughs> I don't, I honestly do not think, the only one that's going to have a problem with it is Jackson, and that's only if that interferes with his private domain of teendom, his, uh, his little boy cave, as he'll refer to it. Max is totally chill. He is 100% chill about the whole thing. He does not have a problem. He's like, the more the merrier. The more people here, the merrier. Just, I, I, just, I, He's all about it. He's all about the people and the familyness and the keep adding to this family. Here, Tommy, for your breakfast bottle, important bottle of the day. No. Oh. Morning, Mom. <coughs> there he is, my beautiful firstborn baby boy. Uh-huh. Have a seat right at the head of the table, and while you wait for your favorite pancakes, Enjoy a free breakfast milkshake. Uh. You're being weird. I'm not being weird. Can a mom make her beautiful firstborn son a free breakfast milkshake? Yeah, I don't know if that goes okay, good with baker. Yeah. Can I have some hot fudge in my pancakes? Sure, honey. Okay, you're up to something. Clearly. I got her up. Aunt Stephanie is not a morning person. <laughs> Like your wrong kitchen is cleaning up. And Steph, let's go get some juice. I don't want any juice. Then help me pick out my juice. She's such a good juice picker out. Sure. Still haven't told the boys Kimmy and Ramona are moving in today. Chicken. Okay, I'm a little 
Oh, she's calling her Uncle Jesse move. So now we are outside of the house. We're on the doorstep. And Ramona already, she, when we first kind of meet Ramona in this episode, she does come off as cringy and whiny. Typical girl, like, eh, I didn't want to do this. You know, typical teenager. And she says, Mom, please don't make me do this. Moving in with DJ and those boys is a terrible idea. Well, sweetie, you might not know it, but DJ and Kimmy have a history that goes back longer than you've been on Earth. So, when a friend's in trouble, you help them out. But then again, Kimmy is uprooting her daughter. I mean, Ramona's already dealing with the separation of Kimmy and her father, Fernando, and adjusting to, you know, Kimmy's adjusting to life as kind of a, kind of like a single mom. And, you know, Ramona's got to give up going to her school. she got to go to a whole new school, live in a whole new place, worry about having to make friends. Kimmy says, DJ really needs us. And you love her. She's your godmother. And apparently this is news to Ramona. She's like, really? I have a godmother? And Kimmy's like, yeah, you do. And Ramona's like, okay, so, like, the three wishes thing and Kimmy clarifies where Ramona's like that's a fairy godmother she's really guilt tripping Kimmy hard with the do you really want me to change schools and be the outcast loner kid and she adds all to move in with the whitest family in America and she refers to the Fullers as albino polar bears in a snowstorm drinking milk and watching Frozen and Kimmy says, well, that's pretty white. Yeah. Yeah, Ramona's being full-on brat mode here. I mean, I guess she doesn't want to change, you know, her living space and had to go to a whole new school. But, yeah, she takes a call from her friend, and then she's speaking Spanish, saying something loca, and uh, then she glares at her mother and says, there is nothing you can do to make me walk inside that house. And Kimmy takes, rips Ramona's phone right out of her hand and chucks it into the living room. And it lands on the couch. Kimmy's got good aim, I'll say that. Yeah, she glares at Kimmy and right before she says there's nothing you can do to make me walk inside the house, she says, I am not going in there. So the person on the phone sounds like a grandmother. That does not sound like she's talking to a teenager. And Ramona sticks a finger and says, That was so evil. Typical teenager glued to their cell phone. Us 90s kids could say we had a pretty dang good. I'll say that. Pretty dang good. We didn't have cell phones. I grew up without a game system and without a computer. And look how I turned out. I didn't even have regular computer use until Jeremy and I started dating. 
I had to, when we were emailing each other when we first started dating, I'd have to go to the library to log on to my email to get emails from Jeremy. Yeah. Before that, the only other experience I had with computers was in the school library. Yeah. Yes, Rumor said, that was so evil, but extremely effective as she stomps her way into the house. She's being an uber brat. So now we go back into the kitchen where DJ is adding ready whip whipped cream to Jackson's pancakes, which are probably pretty cold by now. I mean, those things, they only stay lukewarm long enough. And you want them piping hot, fresh off the griddle, diving into them with a fork. How long have those pancakes been sitting there? I mean, at that point, that whipped cream should be melting on contact when it hits those pancakes. But, no. I love how baby Tommy has just got this biggest smile on his face as DJ continues to spray circles around the top of Jackson's pancakes. He doesn't have a smile on his face anymore. He's more suspicious than anything else. So Jackson tells DJ, like, Mom, just tell me what's going on. So she says that, well, this is... Not really bad news. It's good news. Hi just hiding in not so great news. Why would you start it like that? Just say, look, Jackson, I think you're old enough to hear this. I need help around here. That's why your Aunt Stephanie has moved in and Kimmy and her daughter Ramona are moving in. I mean, honestly, that's all you got to say to him. Just he needs to learn to accept, like, Change happens. Sometimes a lot of change happens at once. A lot of little changes. And, you know, sometimes you just, you gotta be, you're, you gotta be braced for change. That's just, that's just it. Yeah, she refers to it as, as like cauliflower filled with jelly beans. Mm. Oh, is that where Jackson gets that later? Because he says cauliflower filled jelly bean my butt. And Jackson gets up out of his chair and follows DJ and says, Mom, come on, how bad can it be? Here come Kimmy and Ramona. And Kimmy says, I've waited my whole life to say this. Home sweet home. 
audience goes wild for this. <laughs> we know that Kimmy, I mean, didn't exactly have the best home life growing up based on Full House. Parents always trying to schluff her off on the tanners, on the trips they go, and all and all that stuff. And, you know, Kimmy would have rather have been over at the tanner. She pretty much was. They practically raised her right along with their own kids. Jackson looks at DJ, and it's a hard no. Like, I know what you're th This is not happening. Like, sorry, buddy. It kind of is. DJ puts her hands up like, uh, yes, it is happening. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Kimmy is in such a hugging mood. She's like, come here, sister wife. And, of course, Steph is standing there probably not 100% awake. <laughs> she not only hugs, gives Steph a side hug, but kisses her on the cheek. <laughs> and... DJ turns to Jackson and says, all right, well, now you all know the good news. You know, Kimmy and Ramona, Ramona are here to help us out. And DJ adds, and we really appreciate it, don't we, boys? I don't see Max having an issue with this at all. He is pretty much a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Jackson, on the other hand, pretty sullen. Just like Ramona is pretty spoiled brat. Just... This version we get of her, once she starts getting more melded in with the Tanner life and how things go and everything gets a little bit, you know, accepting when she makes friends and stuff like that. But for two teenagers shaking up their lives like that, that is going to be the biggest upset. I mean, aside from Jackson losing his father, if you... Take, took that out of the equation, this would probably be one of the biggest upsets of his life. And, and it's like right on the hinge of the death of his father. And with Ramona, you know, it's this is right on the, the hinge of, you know, her parents separating. Yeah, Max is like, works for me. The more people to drive me around, the merrier. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> so angry. He's like, jelly bean filled cauliflower my butt. Oh, he doesn't go upstairs. He walks out of the house. He goes in the backyard to cool off. <laughs> I love Max saying, whew, the mouth on that kid. Mom, just tell me what's going on. Um, okay, you might think this is bad news, but, but it really is good news. Hiding in, in not-so-greatness. It's, it's like cauliflower filled with jelly beans. <sighs> Come on, Mom. How bad can it be? I've waited my whole life to say this. Home sweet home! <laughs> herself right at home as she puts a 
turkey hen print on the fridge. And DJ's like, oh, Kimmy, that's so sweet. You put up Ramona's finger painting. And Kimmy says, oh, no, that's mine. <laughs> of course it would be Kimmy's. And they have a little table, actually, just to the side of the kitchen counter and the fridge. And it's, uh, I gotta say, set decorator for Olive House, amazing job. Amazing job. Yeah, DJ says, oh, that's sweet. You kept Ramona's turkey art. And Kimmy, such a smile on her face, says, oh, no, that's mine. <laughs> DJ just has such a confused look on her face, like, uh, okay. Uh, I feel at home already. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. You kept Ramona's turkey art. No, that's mine. <laughs> So now we're in Jesse and Becky's old attic apartment, and Kimmy is just beside herself with excitement. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm li living in Jesse and Becky's old room. You know, I was never allowed up here before. Uh, well, I couldn't understand why. I mean, it is, you know, it looks like it's just a one-room studio apartment with a bathroom. No kitchen, of course, but, uh... Yeah, it's a private residence. Why would you be allowed up there unless uh, DJ were up there? Which, honestly, how many times, honestly, in Full House did you ever see DJ up in that attic apartment? I recall Stephanie and definitely Michelle. And the only time I can recall DJ up there is when the whole family let Jesse know that they were coming to Florida with him to Walt Disney World. And I don't know where Kimmy gets this from, but she says, I think Becky was always a little jealous of me. Oh my gosh, this just reminds me of the, that secret fake love letter thing that Rusty printed up. And how Kimmy, yeah, they're having like a backyard barbecue thing. And Kimmy's looking at uh, Becky's engagement ring, thinking to herself, one day that ring will be on my, one day that rock will be on my finger, and just saying, oh, my Jessie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think she was jealous of you, Kimmy, I really don't think so, <laughs> and I love how DJ just rolls her eyes, like, uh, yeah, that was definitely the reason, uh, no, you were not a threat to Becky, I'll tell you what, Kimmy. You definitely were not. So, and guys, I want to tell you, the lawn people are coming here to work on the grounds of the apartment. So if you hear any leaf blowing stuff, I apologize 100%. It's really frustrating. It's like going on 10 a.m. And I, uh, I really hope it doesn't pick up on the mic. Yeah, Kimmy's going to make the attic apartment into her headquarters for Gibbler-style party planning. You know, it seems like as the show went on, it kind of focused more on, you know, especially once Kimmy was pregnant and everything like that. It just seemed like the whole Gibbler-style party planning thing kind of just got dropped a little bit along, wasn't mentioned nearly as often, and then also, you know, because her pregnancy, 
to focus and even with stephanie's djing but then again i mean if you look at full house jesse started in you know, the exterminator business and then he went into advertising and then he was into you know focusing more on music and then he was into you know the radio show with joey and then he was doing the smash club towards the end so many very career facets over the course of eight years that's just you know character and career growth have you ever heard of these uh because kimmy's been carrying around this she calls it a fat head which is just a um decal of her face smiling that says gibbler style do it gibbler style uh, party planning <laughs> i love how Kimmy, <laughs> she's got her her fat head thing hanging on the wall now, and she smiles, same expression on it. It's just hilarious. <laughs> Granted, Ramona and DJ are kind of creep out, creeped out by it. So as you can see, they're not using the original set for Jesse and Becky's place because this attic apartment looks barren it's got nothing well because jesse and becky don't live there anymore that's probably what what it looked well i remember when we first got introduced to the attic very clean fresh looking lumber and everything and this just has kind of a uh rotten rustic feel to it the uh, just all of it is just I'm guessing that's just how it was, uh, you know, painted and, you know, the wood stained to look a certain rustic-y, oldish feel to it. So Ramona asked DJ Lee, oh, where am I going to stay? Where's my room? And DJ tells Ramona, oh, it's right through here. This is where Nikki and Alex used to live, which, correction, they did not live to the side of Jesse and Becky's Actually, even the bed was off, which is weird because that bed was built into the wall. Everything is just kind of flip-flops. I mean, except for the couch is right where it normally would be. So this is just weird. Because we know that set of stairs coming into the attic, Nikki and Alice's room was right off to the side there. So it's I, I don't know why they did that. Maybe licensing reads I have no idea it's just it's weird so good grief almighty this looks like a large walk-in closet there's even a closet right there with like Halloween stuff and decorations there's also a framed picture of toddler Nikki and Alex this literally is a walk-in closet we know from watching Full House that Nikki and Alex's room, which Jesse made, he created, and built it with his own two hands, was a lot more spacious and had more room. Because as soon as you open that door and walk in there, there's a set of bunk beds. What happened? Continuity. Seriously. And DJ's like, oh, what do you think? Pretty cozy, right? I love Ramona's response. 
were Nikki and Alex hobbits? <laughs> well, no, no, no. So cool. I'm living in Jesse and Becky's old room. I was never allowed up here before. I think Becky was always a little jealous of me. I don't think so. Yeah, that was definitely the reason. <laughs> this will be the new international headquarters for Gibbler-style party planning. My fat head will look great right here. <laughs> Gotta love it! <laughs> so where's my room? Oh, right through this door. This is where Nikki and Alex used to live. In a walk-in closet? What do you think? It's Pretty a walk-in closet. We're Nikki and Alex hobbits. Yeah, that is the other thing. It seems like the only thing they have that's even originally from the original show in the place where I think it kind of was in the original in Full House was that uh, little pot belly stove like fireplace deal going on. Cause it's just it's weird. They got a bench there off to the side by a window. I got, um, I gotta take a look at the uh, Jesse and Becky's place again and kind of see, cause they even got. There was even now that I think about, it, there was a bathroom and I'm pretty sure a shower. Where's that? It looks like that bathroom just got closed off and just kind of like they made it a wall. Oh my god, this. It this it does the space does not look inviting at all. It looks just cold and just not appealing to the eye at all. Very barren. But the thing, I mean, honestly, but there is furniture. There's a coffee table. There's a really ugly looking chair and ottoman. Ugh, looks like it's like made from uh, Dolly Parton's coat of many colors. Song. <laughs> out of that jacket um there's also a blue couch like blue gray couch it just the room just looks so off and just mm. so Ramona says maybe I should go live with papa and being that Fernando is a race car driver he's always on the road it's like sweetie that is not going to be an option I guess that this change is upsetting for Ramona, and it's hard to accept, but I don't know. She's got a, I'd say I have a better attitude, but and she just, the character of Ramona, at least in this episode, does come off, I, I'm not going to say spoiled, I'm not going to say spoiled, but she does come off kind of like an uber brat. But luckily, Sonny Bringus does bring a lot more growth to the character after this episode, which kind of, you know, uh, smooths off those edges, rough edges and stuff. But then again, I guess you could even say, well, she's a typical girl teenager. You know, that's how they act. They have attitude. They got, I want this. I want it my way. I want it now. Kind of attitude going on and she says you know your papa is always on the road so you're stuck with your mama 
And Ramona says, oh, or you can give me a nice apartment and I can raise myself. Yeah, we, we know that ain't gonna happen either. Yeah, she's like, Ramona, clean your room. Ramona, do your homework. Ramona, listen to Ramona. Uh-huh, she points her finger. Like, she's disappointing herself. Yeah, she's like, wow, this mom thing is so easy. So, DJ's got a strike of just genius here. She's like, I got an idea from when I was a kid. This might work out great for you, Ramona, and also for Jackson and Max. So, yeah, she is going to give Jackson's room to Ramona, not consulting him, and saying, guess what? Jackson and Max, you're going to move in together just like... Me and your aunt Stephanie live together. Yes, and how many times, DJ, before season five, do you say, Dad, I need my own room. Dad, I need my own room. Dad, I have to have my own room. Yeah, we heard that several times between season one and season five. So, yeah, she's like, okay, I can have the boys share a room, and you get your own bedroom downstairs. You know, it's private. It's got a big closet. Big closet. Really, DJ? Really? I mean, like, that walk-in closet you basically, basically had Nikki and Alex, like, growing up in. And Ramona says, I'm listening. And DJ tells her, uh, that was, that's it, basically. I would say, you know, there's a nice window to look out on the street. It's really just very, very nice. <laughs> Kimmy goes over to Ramona, puts an arm around her, and says, or stay up here with me. Yeah, so Kimmy's painting a picture that Ramona does not want to be a part of. She's like, we'll have mother-daughter slumber parties every night. Nah, no, that that own room is sounding better and better to Ramona. Like, so, tell me more about this room, DJ. <laughs> yeah, Ramona says, let's go check out that other bedroom. Maybe I should go live with Papa. You know your Papa is always on the road. So, you're stuck with your mama. Or you can give me a nice apartment and I can raise myself. Ramona, do your homework. Ramona, clean your room. Ramona, listen to Ramona. Wow, this mom thing is so easy. I got an idea from when I was a kid. This might work out great for Jackson and Max and for you. What if I have the boys share a room and you could have your own bedroom downstairs? Private, big closet. Listening. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Or stay up here with me. It'll be so much fun. We'll have mother-daughter slumber parties every night. Well, let's go check out that other bedroom. So I gotta say, DJ, I know she has the best of intentions in a way, but by giving up Jackson's room, not even consulting him about it and sitting him down, that is a big change. First you got people moving in. Two, you're giving away your son's room without even say, talking to him about it. And three, you're going to have him share a room with his, his younger brother. That's three big changes in less than 24 hours. And Jackson comes in from cooling off outside or whatever he was doing. And DJ is making a cake. She's... Finishing frosting it as she's oh Jackson perfect timing. You know like he knows okay now what's going on 
Yeah, she says, I baked your favorite chocolate cake. I'm like, okay, what's going on now? So, apparently, Jackson's into skateboarding in season one. They really drop this later on. The point where, what, it's like Jackson also is trying to find himself over the course of the show. He goes from skateboarding and doing, you know, stunts and whatnot to trying out for the football team and apparently he's on the football team for uh, a hot minute he's doing that you know I learned that Michael Campion who plays Jackson is really into magic and you know um, he does stuff you know uh, shows as a music uh, magician and whatnot why didn't they kind of incorporate some of that? That would have been fun, because I know, like, listening to some of the interviews, like, even with Elias, who plays Max, they did take some ideas that he, or, you know, they asked the kids what they're into, so that could kind of help the set designers, like, have a more idea of, like, you know, in, incorporating their actual interest into, you know, their bedrooms, their set design, and stuff like that. So, or even the fact with, uh, yeah, Elias's favorite movie at the time, whether it still is, was Titanic. And he also mentions, <laughs> he kind of let it like, oh, it'd be kind of fun to see Max have a girlfriend. Of course, boom, right in it, they write it right into the show. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, so I can imagine it is kind of helpful for the people that work on the set and, also are working on these characters and scripts and stuff. Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do? Let's see if we can incorporate that into Jackson and, um, you know, Max's interest. And, and even Ramona, too, with her dancing. The actress, Sonny Bringas, likes to dance. And they incorporated that into her character. So Jackson kind of figures out, like, look, Mom, if this is another bribe about... Kimmy and Ramona moving it? Look, I'm cool. It's fine. Yeah, he says, I can just go hide in my room. It's like, uh, and here goes the bombshell. <sighs> a boy cave, which, yeah, kind of like a man cave, only a boy. You know, it's your, your, clearly your room is like your sanctuary, your favorite space, your place that you can get away from the world and just, be alone with yourself, your thoughts, your stuff. Yeah. Your room, if you think about it, is your your own creation. You're even maybe part of your identity, identity a little bit. Because you make it up how you want to be. Yeah, she says, oh, yeah, about your boy cave. There's something else I need to tell you. She... DJ really was out of line here. I, I get that she's trying to make things easy for Ramona for her moving in there. But you gotta, this is a big blow to you, especially when you give his room away without telling him. Yeah, again with this, oh, it's really not bad news. It's not? If I were Jackson, I'd be like, seriously? Thinking back on it, I don't remember DJ getting angry with, uh, well, no, that was Stephanie's room. Stephanie didn't get upset with Uncle Jesse, like, Uncle Jesse's gonna live in my room, he's taking over my room, I can't do anything. She's four, so 
Why is she, you know, she just seems like, yay, I get to run with my big sister. So if I have this correctly, Jackson is in what was once Jesse's room and then eventually Joey's room. Tommy is in Michelle slash DJ's old room. And Max is in DJ and Stephanie slash Stephanie in Michelle's old room. So they're able, each kid was able to have their own room, at least for the time being. Yeah, she keeps rambling. Well, I wouldn't say it was it's great news. I, I wouldn't say terrible. It's like, just tell him already. <laughs> she, I wouldn't say wonderful. Here comes Max. Jackson, your room is under attack. As in, someone's in your room and they already are overtaking it. Yeah, he says, this is not a drill. Okay, what is with these pictures here? We got, uh, I don't know where that's supposed to be. Um, looks like, uh, a recent portrait of the family of, you know, Danny and Jesse and jo everybody, just everybody. Um, there's also, yeah, it's right by the stairs. Looks like somebody's at the Washington Monument, that's the one that, that tall statue thing that's got like a point at the top of it, right? Okay, I gotta ask, because I did say the original Jackson before they brought on um, Michael Campion, the original Jackson is supposedly in one of these pictures. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it might be the kid in the picture by the, if that is a boy, or, um, I don't know, um, by this Washington Monument, if that's what that is, I don't know. There's also a picture of Jesse and Becky, what looks like it's from season three. It looks like it's from season three, and it looks like, like a, not so much a set, it looks like they're just, it was taken with a regular 35 millimeter camera. The lighting is really, really dark in this photo, but you can tell it, it definitely, it looks like Jesse and Becky. I mean, I don't know who else it would be. There's also one of Jesse and Michelle from like season one where Jesse's wearing that red baseball cap backwards and I think like a leather jacket and this he's got Mich Michelle dressed up the same way I guess okay I don't know what this pic it's a it's a pretty big picture it looks like I see Bob Saget I see Andrea Barber next to Bob Saget I don't know who that's supposed to be who are some of these people in this picture? I can't tell. I wonder if I can zoom in, maybe? This picture is very distracting. Jensen, perfect timing. I baked your favorite, chocolate cake. Mom, mom, mom. If this is another bribe about Kimmy and Ramona moving in, I'm cool. I can just go hide in my room. <laughs> your boy cave there's something else i need to tell you it's really not bad news i, I wouldn't say it's great news I, I wouldn't say terrible i wouldn't say wonderful jackson your room is under attack this is a nut 
So Jackson goes upstairs. All of his stuff, all of it, is in the hallway. I would be beyond angry if I were him. Not just, well, not just really Aunt Ramona, but. Because she has no cares. She doesn't care. Like, oh, yeah, your mom gave me this room, so. But I'd be angry at DJ. She's working so hard to make Ramona happy and comfortable that she's completely disregarding the emotions of her, her son. Max doesn't care. That's not that's why I'm not including him in this. He's a hundred percent fine roaming with Jackson. So I can understand why Jackson is so angry that he, he just leaves. Granted him just taking off was not the best way to handle the situation, but still, you don't go out and like, oh, I feel guilty. I'm going to make my son food to break news to him. So yeah, Ramona comes up and she's got some white and blue paint because she wants her room to be the same colors as the flag of my people. And then she exclaims in Spanish, according to the subtitles. And DJ finally catches up to him in the hallway, and Jackson just goes off on her, just, you gave away my room? And she says, oh, to give you a much bigger one. Yeah, you're leaving out a big factor. He has to share that room with his little brother. So no, he's not getting a bigger room. He's getting a space, like half of a room. Yeah, she is just... In fact, it is so big, there's enough room for you and Max. And this is not cool for, I mean, oh, apparently this is, Max is finding out about this too. Because Jackson's like, now I'm living with Max? <laughs> this kid, Max, I swear, his energy could, <laughs> you could use it to light your own home after the power goes out. Because this kid is uh, like a ball of energy. He's like, I'm moving in with Jackson? This is the best day of my life! Oh, this kid and his energy. They do, honestly, being this is considered pretty much the pilot of the show, whereas uh, our very first show, again, was like a reunion special. Uh, <laughs> they really smoothed this this character out. Elias, you know, he cuts down on that, you know, the, the exclaiming, the screaming. I mean, he's not Ben Seaver level, ah! you know that. If you watch Growing Pains, for a good chunk of, well, season one through three, I guess, Ben had a thing about screaming at the top of his lungs, and it was really annoying. Um, but yeah, they really smoothed out this character over time. I think it's just <laughs> they're trying to uh, work with Elias's energy. He's coming at this. They're expecting a five. He's giving a full ten with his energy. So, okay, DJ breaks it down for them. All right, here's a game plan. Ramona is moving into Jackson's room. The baby is going into Max's old room. Wait, 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 what, what, wait a second. Okay, 
Hold on a hot, hot take second here. Okay, so I had things mixed up. So, okay, yes, that is Jackson's room. Ramona's going there. The baby, who has been probably sleeping with DJ in a crib in Danny's old room. That's where DJ is. The baby's going to go into Max's old room, which is Michelle's old room. So, baby, Tommy's going to have his own room. Who was, uh, was DJ and Steph slash... Steph and Michelle's room not being used at the time. Because we go in and the room is already made to have two people living in it. She says, and the two of you are moving across the hall into... She can't even think of a word for it. She's like, into the uh, good room? Well, wait, okay, here's another thing. Our very first show again had baby Tommy in that room because remember Stephanie and DJ were messing around with that old uh, curtain that they, they had a curtain up there just like in the pilot episode of Full House yeah and you could see through a crack in the door there to the room that would be Jackson and Max's, it, you, it looks like that room is already, it's got like a blue coloring, you know, blue walls and stuff. Jackson, if he rolled his eyes any harder, yeah, he'd be able to look at the bottom half of his brain. Um, <laughs> Max is just like, ah, oh, give me a hug, Rumi, and he just grabs Jackson and just a and crushing your ribs kind of hug for an eight-year-old. <laughs> Seven-year-old, however old Max is supposed to be. And I swear it's like Max, because <laughs> Jackson's like, get him off. Get off of me, kid. This is not a good thing. I don't think so anyway. Yeah. DJ is like, really, come on, Jackson, this is going to be a really good thing for you and Max. She says, this will bring you closer together. And Jackson <laughs> is like, for him, like, this kid is like breaking my ribs as we speak in this uh, baby bear hug. How much closer can we be? <laughs> If he was a tick, I'd have to have him removed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Max is not a tick. He is a sweetheart who's just got so much energy. He does not know how to channel it. And DJ says, let's find out in the good room. Jackson walks after DJ and you just see Max still holding on as he's slowly starting to slide down. Jackson's waist. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my god. Look at all this stuff. He's got a safety helmet, skateboard, a bunch of pillows, one that's in the shape of a stereo. There's another skateboard. There's a basketball. There's a orange something or other. There's a giant crayon. Makes me think of silver spoons. Uh, how many? Oh, let's, this could be it. Let's count the skateboards. One, two, three. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So much stuff. The stuff. Excuse me. I found some blue and white paint. I want my room the same colors as the flag of my people. Argentina para siempre. You gave away my room? To give you a much bigger one? In fact, it's so big. There's enough room for you and Max. Now I'm living with Max? I'm living with Jackson? This is the best day of my life! <laughs> okay, here's the game plan. Ramona is moving into Jackson's room. The baby is going into Max's old room. And the two of you are moving across the hall into the good room. <laughs> is it? My ribs. Come on, Jackson. This will be a really good thing for you and Max. It'll bring you closer together. Uh, how much closer can we be? Yeah, really. Let's find out in the good room. Okay, let's do a throwback to the pilot episode of Full House, where Danny breaks the news so Simple and fast to the girls in practically one to two sentences of Jesse and Joey moving in and also Stephanie and DJ get to be roommates. Just as a fun little comparison to how DJ kind of dropped the news. There's no cake, there's no waffles, there's no pancakes with whipped cream and hot fudge. None of that stuff. He just keeps it plain and simple, like it's happening. Don't try to change my mind. Simple, simple, simple. Okay. Are we going to have fun or what? Hey, let's see some smiles. Everything is going to work out super great. Your Uncle Jesse's moving in. My best friend Joey is moving in. And you know what? That means that you two are going to get to be roommates. Isn't that exciting? I can wear all DJ's clothes. I'll see you later. Do I have to share my room with her? Honey, it's going to be just like having a slumber party. Yeah, with only one guest. who never leaves. Hey, hey, look alive. Uncle Jesse's here. Uncle Jesse! DJ, how you doing? That tooth come in yet? Nah. It's okay. One less to brush. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Hello. You missed breakfast. Where you been? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Last night, after my gig at the Smash Club, I go for a cruise on my Harley, right? Next thing I know, I'm in Reno. It was dark. Who would have known? <laughs> then I happen to wander into the show Razzle Dazzle 87. Much better than Razzle Dazzle 86, by the way. <laughs> and I see this incredible showgirl, Vanessa, right? Our eyes meet. Uh, yeah, yeah those brothers. across the casino. Turns out Vanessa's on her way to the Philippines to do a Bob Hope special and is dying for one last night of good old American food. Food. She was, she was hungry, right? Oh, yeah, she was starving. Well, we never got a chance to uh, eat because she had to turn her feathers up. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Danny just keeps it simple. As in, hey, guess he just drops this news. Both big changes. Grandma's gone. It's like, okay, Grandma's gone. Guess what? Uncle Jesse and my best friend Joey are moving in. Oh, also, and DJ, 
you and Steph are going to be roommates. And I love how Stephanie, four-year-old Stephanie, I can try on all DJ, I can wear all DJ's clothes. And DJ, and Danny is all like, well, look, it's just like having a slumber party every single night. And DJ says, yeah, with one guest who never leaves. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, here comes Uncle Jesse already spewing inappropriateness about him and a dancer at a casino or some razzle-dazzle 87 show and just how she was hungry for, you know. And luckily, Danny jumps right in like, oh, Food, right? She was hungry, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, she was starving. And you just see DJ and Stephanie's eyes just getting bigger and bigger. Like, ooh, what is he going to... Yeah, but Danny actually has to jump in and just cover for... Like, okay, this is currently right now G-rated, bordering on PG-rated. <laughs> sold. Whereas... All DJ has to do is give Stephanie a look like, you have two kids that are under the age of, like, 13. Well, Jackson, I think, is 13. But still, it's like, we have young ears here. Let's uh, tone it down. So, I mean, Stephanie, I mean, she kept that clue. She took that clue and just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are hooking up their uh, Xboxes. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, DJ heads back downstairs to discover that Stephanie and Kimmy have polished off this cake that she made for Jackson. It's basically a cake on a serving platter. And she's like, that cake was for the boys. And Stephanie says, yeah, we saved we saved him a piece. It's like a, a chunk of cake. This, the boys could split between them. Oh, excuse me, no. She says, oh, we saved them, saved them each a, a slice. And it's a slice on the cake. DJ says, I've got some bad news. And Cammy's, great, another cake. Because we know how... When DJ has bad news, there's always going to be food involved. Yeah, DJ says, as if today wasn't crazy enough. My boss just called. There's an emergency down at the pet clinic. And DJ says, you know, I wish I didn't have to go. But And then Stephanie's like, DJ, fear not. This is exactly why Kimmy and I are here. To make your life easier. Stephanie dubs her and Kimmy Team DJ. And Kimmy adds, and Team DJ's got your back. And DJ says, oh, thank you so much. Guys, I, I really, I don't know what I'd do if you weren't here. And Kimmy puts out her hand and says, Team DJ, Team DJ on three. And then Stephanie kind of looks at her and Kimmy takes Stephanie's hand and puts it on top of her own hand. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we'll go on three. <laughs> And, yeah, Stephanie and DJ, Stephanie and Kimmy kind of get into an argument about, do we go on two or do we go on three? So DJ says, you know, I'm going to let team DJ figure that whole thing out. I got to go. Yeah, Stephanie's really about the technicals. She's like, do we say 
Is it one, two, and then we say Team DJ, or is it one, two, three, and then we say it? <laughs> Kimmy says, that would be going on four. Nobody goes on four. Kimmy says, what am I, Canadian? Uh, I don't get that joke. <laughs> yeah, DJ makes herself scared. Like, you know, I, I don't have time to deliberate whatever this is, so I'm going to just go. Hey, that cake was for the boys. Hmm? Oh, we know. We saved him each a slice. Oh. <laughs> he each a slice. I've got some bad news. Great, another cake. As if today weren't crazy enough, my boss just called. There's an emergency down at the pet clinic. I, I wish I didn't have to go. You're not. This is exactly why Kimmy and I are here. To make your life easier. We are Team DJ. And Team DJ's got your back. Oh, thank you guys so much. I, I, I don't know what I'd do if you weren't here. Team DJ on three. <laughs> One, two, and then we say Team DJ on three, or is it one, two, three, and then we say it? <laughs> that would be going on four. Nobody goes on four. What am I, Canadian? I can't let Team DJ work this out. I've been putting up with you for 25 years. Oh, you have put up with me? After DJ leaves, Kimmy says, I've been putting up with you for 25 years. And Stephanie says, really, Kimmy? I think it's the other way around. <laughs> uh, and Kimmy's like, why can't you do simple math? All right, so let's jump to Max's room, which is DJ's old room slash Michelle's old room. Baby Tommy is sitting in his crib. So they moved the crib out of DJ's room into what is going to now be Tommy's room. So, Max is excited. He seems like the only one in, well, Ramona, because she got her own room now. Uh, and he's like, I'm moving in with Jackson. It's moving day. It's moving day. You want to know what this sounds like? When Michelle was packing a suitcase because she saw, thought the whole family was moving to Jesse and Becky's apartment. So, Jackson comes in and says, hey, there's my favorite little brother. And he turns to Tommy and says, Sorry, but no offense, Baldy. Baldy? Tommy's got hair on his head? What are you talking about? He's, Jesse would be proud of that hair. He would have loved that amount of hair on Nikki and Alex's head when they were first born. <laughs> How upset he was with trying to get their hair to grow. So Jackson asked Max, like, Max, you're a smart kid, right? And Max says, yeah, I've been told I'm very bright for my age. Right in that moment, he sounds just like Sheldon from Young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, we definitely see that Max's room, he's got books, he's got dinosaurs, robots, like a uh, toy fire truck, toy police car, toy, what is that thing supposed to be? A helicopter? I don't know. Bus? I don't know. And some weird, like, green, blue, red, like, molded monkey toy. There's also a sign that says happy birthday on there. 
it looks like it could be a sixth birthday. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, just to say what Max is into. Definitely we see that in season two, he carries over the whole, the dinosaur fascination. Which maybe that could be what Elias was into at the time was dinosaurs. Oh, Jackson is trying to sell Max on just staying in his room and rooming with baby Tommy. Because he's like, well, then you understand that you and me in the same room, it's never going to work. Max brings up what DJ said. But mom said living together would bring us closer. Jackson says, mom's lie. So Jackson tells Max to look at it from this point of view. Consider this. In my room, save this timer. In my room, I'm in charge of you. But in this room, you would be in charge of Tommy. And Jackson says, don't you want to be the man? And Max says, of course I do. I wanted to be the man ever since I was the baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, I love the, the I, I mean, I like the dialogue. Going forward in the show, the dialogue and the lines get better and funnier. This, it, it's funny, but it feels kind of clunky. I, I, I don't know why I'm saying that, but it just, it feels, I don't know. Everyone's trying to iron, you know, things out and stuff. This is basically the pilot. All right, so Jackson's like, all right, you're staying here. And he says, Knuckles. And it's basically, Knuckles is a fist bump. We see that Max's bed is kind of like how Michelle's w was with the, the pencil bedposts. Of course, Tommy chooses the perfect time to dump a load into his diaper. Because Max is like, oh, what is that nastiness? As he's like fanning his hand in front of his face. And Jackson's got a hand in Tommy's crib. It's like, oh, uh, I don't smell anything. And Max realizes, oh, it's Tommy's diaper. No way am I living in this stinkatorium. I love the expression on Tommy's face, that baby. He's like, well, I don't know any other way to go to the bathroom but this. So Jackson, as Max runs out of the room, Jackson leans into Tommy's crib and says, thanks a lot, little man. I was this close, this close, taking his thumb and forefinger. Like, <laughs> There's also a sign that's right on the wall behind Tommy's crib that says soccer practice at 3.30. Matt's, from what, even what I gather from this, just not seem like one that plays sports. He really... We don't get that. Max is more, Max is more of a, um, he, he just, he doesn't give off that I'm into sports vibe. Jackson, sure, but not, Max is more like, uses his, his intellect and stuff, like he's into 
chess and the Renaissance Fair and, you know, uh, the Japanese uh, stock market. I mean, these are things from later seasons. You know, he's also into dinosaurs and stuff like that. So, saving the environment, that's another thing he's into. There are so many facets to Max, it's amazing. Oh, God, yeah, and even Jax was like, <laughs> as he, like, walks out of what is going to be Tommy's room. It's moving day. I'm moving in with Jackson. It's moving day. I'm moving in with Jackson. Ah, there's my favorite little brother. Oh, no offense, Baldy. Max, you're a smart kid, right? I've been told I'm very bright for my age. Well, then you understand that you and me in the same room, it's never going to work. But Mom said living together bring us closer. Homes lie. <laughs> Consider this. In my room, I'm in charge of you. But in this room, you are in charge of Tommy. Don't you want to be the man? Of course I do. I've wanted to be the man ever since I was the baby. <laughs> well, then it's settled. You're staying here. Knuckles. Smell permeates the entire room. Thanks and a lot, kid. Stuff. I was this close. This close. No, you weren't. <laughs> so Jackson goes to his old room, which is now going to be Ramona's, and flat out yells at her, like, "I want my room back!" And Ramona says, calls him Jacksido. And telling him that moving here was my mom's idea, not mine. Because she's got her music going, she's dancing, she's got a bunch of stuff that's got plastic, like, drop cloths over, uh, over it. She says, well, look, moving here was my mom's idea, not mine. So if you think about it, we're both victims. Yeah, and she says, I'm just the victim with the private bedroom. And have you seen the city view? I'd be like, yeah, that's my room. Of course I've seen it. Yeah, Jackson says, yeah, I used to live here. When has anyone in that room ever looked out those blinds? Probably never. I want my room back. Jacksito. Moving here was my mom's idea, not mine. So we're both victims. I'm just the victim with the private bedroom. And have you seen the city view? Oh, uh, yeah, I used to live here. So Jackson comes down into the kitchen and Stephanie is there like, hey, Jackson, what's up? And Jackson right away, just by the tone of his voice, you know he's up to something. He's like, hey, Aunt Steph. Imagine the thrill of sharing a room with your adorable nephew, Max. <laughs> yeah, she ain't going for that. And I like how Stephanie plays along at first. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm imagining it. Now, you imagine me saying, no, thank you. 
Uncle Jesse's back! <laughs> okay, I gotta say this. Tinted sunglasses have never looked good on anything or anyone in the history of tinted sunglasses. Why are those a thing now? Why were they a thing back in the 80s? Oh my gosh. No. All right, I will say Elton John does rock the tinted sunglasses or whatever the, the glasses he wears. What? Yeah, great. It's, no. Jesse, no! Why would you wear those, Jesse? Oh my gosh, the audience loses their, their banana minds. Woo! So, of course, they gotta wait, you know, for the audience applause to die down before Stephanie can say her line here. She's like, aren't you moving down to L.A.? I mean, isn't Becky waiting for you down there, you know, with your stuff? Apparently, Jesse's got a lucky guitar that he named Priscilla. Really? Is this the autographed guitar that was it was autographed by Elvis Presley? The one that he used as a form of payment for, or a down payment for Becky's, yeah, he pawned it as a down payment for Becky's engagement ring, which she unpawned and got back for him. He says, I left it here so I wouldn't forget it. Then I forgot. Yeah, he turns to Jackson and Stephanie and says, you know, I'm starting to think that this guitar is not so lucky. We also see another skateboard helmet on the uh, top of the stairs going down to Stephanie's basement apartment. And Jackson decides to plea with Uncle Jesse. Like, Uncle Jesse, you've got to help me. Jackson says, they want me to share a room with a seven-year-old. I mean, if you think about it, DJ, who was 10 at the time, had to share a room with a four-year-old. So, Jackson, I mean, come on. <laughs> it can't be that bad. I mean, there's at least a five-year gap, you know, between Max and Jackson. Jackson, I think Jackson's 12. He hasn't yet turned 13. At least I would think anyway. And then Max is seven. So yeah, there's a... Whereas with DJ, I think there's a six-year gap there. She was ten. And Stephanie was four. So I love how Jesse snaps his finger like, I got the Vicks. You and Max, go hug it out. <laughs> and Jesse's like, we already did that. I just got him off me. And <laughs> Jesse says, you know... And I love how he puts a hand on Jackson's shoulder and says, you know... We used to hug it out every day in the 80s. And Jesse says, sometimes it was so sweet, you could hear violent music. So Stephanie's like, Uncle Jesse, I got this. And Jesse says, you got chicken? Stephanie says, we got chicken. And Jesse's like, okay, you got this. Yeah, it's time for Aunt Steph to step into the Uncle Jesse advice giving role. Okay, the way that Steph is remembering this, she says, Jackson, when I was five, I swear she was four. My dad forced me to move in with DJ. It's like, I don't remember you technically really full being have to be forced to move in with her. But she she loved it. It's like, I can wear all DJ's clothes because she's like five. <laughs> she said, sees it as like a great adventure. Now, my sister and I never had to share a room. I don't know how well that would have went over if we had to. That would have been wow. 
Now, if my parents had had another child after me or between my sister and I, um, I'm sure we probably would have had to, one of us would have been sharing a room. Although that front room in the house probably could have been turned into another bedroom. Yeah, and then D, Stephanie says how, and then he, my dad gave my bedroom to Uncle Jesse. And Jesse, of course, says, yeah, but when I lived there, it was wall-to-wall with girly pink bunnies. Which, this line doesn't make any sense, as Jesse says, well, that could explain my love for the theater. What? Even Stephanie is like, when he says the girly pink bunnies, the look that Stephanie gives him. What does that even mean? Pink bunnies and then all of a sudden Jesse says that would explain my love for the theme. What? That line makes no sense. Unless you think it does help me out here. Send me an email. But he's like, okay, with his piece of check, he's like, okay, proceed. Continue on. Pretend I'm not here. So she tells Jackson how DJ was furious. So she moved down to the garage. And Stephanie says, you know, you know, she wanted her own room. She got caught. If she wanted it, she should have run away and rented an apartment. And Jackson asks, would that have worked? And Stephanie says, well, I doubt it. I mean, at 10, her credit score was really low. I love how Steph and Uncle Jesse laugh at that, like, <laughs> a dog joke. And, Yeah. Turns out, DJ realized how lucky she was because she got to live with Stephanie. So, yeah. DJ, uh, Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie asks Jackson if he got the lesson that she's trying to provide. And Jackson's like, you know what? I do. No, you just gave him an idea. He, he says, I'm going to go up right now. Ups- I'm going to go upstairs right now and bond with Max. Yeah, right. He says, thanks, guys, and he turns and goes upstairs. <laughs> Jesse giving a thump. Yeah, I love how Jesse kind of pats the kitchen counter and Stephanie uh, hops up there. And he's like, you know, Steph, for your first aunt, your first aunt talk, I think you crushed it. Oh, she did pretty good. I'll say that. Yeah. And Stephanie's like, yeah, I did, didn't I? And Jesse's like, well, you better. I gave you like a thousand uncle talks. And Jesse says, but you got forgot two important words. And Stephanie says, have mercy. And Jesse's like, no, how rude. <laughs> All the catchphrases of Full House. They'll never get old. But Jesse grabs his guitar and says, Jesse has left the building. Walks through the door into the living room. Quickly comes back and says, but first Jesse has to pee. Well, I don't know how long the drive it is from San Fran to L.A., but, uh, yeah, if you gotta go wee-wee, you might wanna... That's why they say go pee before any bathroom you gotta do. You do it before you leave. But if you're like me, with a bladder the size of a peanut, you're going nonstop all the time. I realized that, like, the more liquid you drink, the more often you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, by the way, yeah. The audience sees Jackson slipping out those French doors that lead to the porch. Unbeknownst to Stephanie and Jesse. Oh, hey, Jackson. Oh, hey, Aunt Steph. Where is the answers? No. Well, here's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 
Imagine the thrill of sharing a room with your adorable nephew, Max. I'm imagining it. Now, you imagine me saying, no, thank you. Hey, now. <laughs> Driving down to LA with your stuff? I mean, isn't Becky waiting for you down there? Yeah, she is, but I, uh, I forgot my lucky guitar, Priscilla. I left her here so I wouldn't forget it. Then I forgot. You know, I'm starting to think this guitar's not so lucky. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, you've got to help me. Do you want me to share a room with the seven-year-old? I got the fix. <laughs> you and Max, go hug it out. He already did that. I just got him off of me. Well, you know, we used to hug it out every day in the 80s. Sometimes it was so sweet. You could hear violin music. Uncle Jesse, huh? I got this. You got chicken? Oh, we got chicken. You got this. We got chicken. Jackson, when I was five, my dad forced me to move in with DJ. And then he gave my bedroom to Uncle Jesse. Yeah, but when I lived there, it was wall to wall with girly pink bunnies. You know, that could explain my love for the theater. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, DJ was furious, so she moved down to the garage. Of course, she got caught. If she wanted her own room, she should have run away, rented an apartment. If that have worked, I doubt it. At age 10, her credit score was really low. <laughs> <laughs> I don't joke, that makes sense. <laughs> but see, it all turned out fine because DJ realized how lucky she was to live with me. Do you get the lesson here? You know what? I do. I'm going to go upstairs right now and bond with Max. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You know, for your first ad talk, I think you crushed it. I did, didn't I? Well, you better. I gave you like a thousand uncle talks, etc. You forgot two very important words. Have mercy. No. How rude. All right. Jesse has left the building. But first, Jesse has to pee. So now we're in baby Tommy's room where... Kimmy is showing Stephanie how to put a, a diaper. She says, changing a diaper is simple. Just remove, refresh, and replace. And Max adds his commentary. Then wait for Tommy to reload. Yeah, of course, Stephanie's on her phone and says, you know, my friends are skiing in St. Saint Moritz, and I'm here changing diapers. I love how Stephanie bends down by Tommy's face and says, Selfie! Takes a selfie. <laughs> and Stephanie says, they're going to be so jealous. And Stephanie says, all right, let's do this. I'm ready. And Max is like, wait, I'm not ready. Give me a second. He puts on what we all know is a disposable face mask. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We would be so familiar with those. In 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Granted, this came out in 2016. We, yeah. We didn't know it at the time, but those things would become pretty familiar to us four years into the future. <laughs> Max says, unleash the Kraken! Oh, God. Oh, so, Stephanie is changing Tommy's diaper, and she slips the new diaper under the old diaper. Uh, ooh. 
And she says, you know, I haven't done this since Michelle was a baby. And I'm just thinking, you were five. When did you ever change Michelle's diaper? If she ever did, we never saw it. I remember, yeah, her instructing Kimmy on how to change Nikki and Alex's diapers when they were babies. That's how she earned Kimmy's babysitting fee. Of course, yes, we get an Olsen twins joke here that two, the Olsen twins played the role of Michelle. As Stephanie says, I changed Michelle's diaper so often, I felt like there were two of her. And while she's changing the diaper, Max says, watch out. Here comes the tricky part. Watch out for the fire hose. Yeah, she changed, Stephanie changed the diaper, like, boom, drop the mic. <laughs> Kimmy even applauds her, and, and Max does too. So, yeah, the phone rings, Kimmy pulls it out, like, oh, well, it's not my phone. No, it's Stephanie's phone. Like, where's my phone? It's in Tommy's diaper, and it's DJ calling just to check up on things. I thought this was a funny joke with a Stephanie able to, since it's a touch screen, she's able to touch the screen through Tommy's diaper and actually take the call and it's not muffled or anything. And she's holding Tommy's butt up to her ear. She's speaking into the phone. It's just funny. Yeah, DJ says, hey, I'm just checking in. How's it going with Tommy? And Stephanie says, oh, we've never been closer. And she's holding Tommy's diaper butt up to her ear. <laughs> Uh, Tommy farts, that's not a real fart, that's just a dubbed-in fart, but, oh, good golly. You're gonna want to disinfect that phone case. <laughs> DJ heard it, too, because she's like, what is that? And Stephanie, quick on her toes, is like, uh, you know I'm playing Angry Birds and I just shot a duck. And <laughs> DJ was like, there's a duck in Angry Birds? And Stephanie said, you know, it might have been a good... Oh, look, I'm getting a really important phone call. I gotta go. And DJ says, from, ask, from who? And Stephanie said, I'm not sure. It might be a butt dial. So Stephanie ends the call and Kimmy says, oh, quick thinking. That's great. Oh, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> and Matt says, yeah, me too. Have fun getting that phone back back all you gotta do is just take the diaper off and take the phone out diaper changing is simple just remove refresh and replace then wait for tommy to reel up do you know my friends are skiing in st moritz right now and i'm here changing diapers selfie <laughs> they're gonna be so jealous okay let's do this wait i'm not ready
Rich. Hey, what's up? I'm just checking in. How's it going with Tommy? Uh, we've never been closer. <laughs> oh, God! What was that? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I'm playing Angry Birds and I just shot a duck. <laughs> There's a duck in Angry Birds? It might have been a goose. You know, oh, look, I am, I'm getting a really important phone call. From who? Uh, not sure. It might be a butt dial. Okay, bye, Beach. <laughs> Quick thinking. Well, gotta go. Me too. Have fun getting that phone back. So now we're on the road with Uncle Jesse. He has no idea that he has an extra passenger. He's listening to Hunka Hunka Burning Love by Elvis Presley. He's like, oh, that song is so good. I think I'll listen. I could listen to it a thousand times, and I think I will. Jackson pops his head up from the back seat, and it's like he just rolls his eyes like, oh, not again, the song. He just plays it on repeat the whole way down to L.A. Ugh. So Jesse calls Becky, like, hey, Siri, call Becky. Of course, it goes to voicemail, and he starts singing the song. And, and Jackson's had enough. He's like, just stop, please. And, of course, Jesse is freaked out. He's not expecting anyone to be in the car with him. It's like, you don't do that to someone who's driving, Jackson. He could have had an accident. And Jesse does the right thing. He pulls off from the side of the road, and he asks, Jack, like, what are you doing here? And Jackson says, I'm moving to L.A. with my favorite uncle. He says, no, you know what you're not doing? Moving to L.A. with your favorite uncle. And Jackson says, you know, but if I'm in the truck, you can use the carpool, the carpool lane. And Jesse actually considers it. You know, that would save some time. You know what? No, get up here. What's up, man? Like, seriously, why are you doing this? So... Yeah, Jesse has a heart-to-heart -heart with Jackson. Like, hey, look, man, what's up? Is this about you losing your bedroom? And Jackson says, no, it's not just that. It, I mean, it's everything. Yeah, he says, I used to live in a house full of guys. Now there's women everywhere. I'm outnumbered. And Jesse says, trust me, Jackson, living with women, you're going to learn some valuable lessons. Yeah, like... How to talk to them. Take Becky and her terrible cooking, for instance. She makes this lasagna that tastes like, whoa, what's the word? I'm looking at? Sweatpants. And he says, I just keep feeding it to the dog because I don't know how to tell her how disgusting it is. They have a dog? They must have gotten one of those, um, one of Comet's puppies then over time would be my guess. I guess it's like a consolation prize for moving out of the house. Hey, take one of Common's puppies. Take one of his puppies. Here you go, Joey. Here you go, Jesse. You know, Nikki and Alex, I'm sure they've been wanting a dog for forever. Here you go. <laughs> he says he keeps feeding it to the dog because he doesn't know how, he doesn't have the heart to tell Becky how disgusting it is. I always thought Joey was the bad cook. Jesse was the good cook. And Becky, the only thing I remember her making... Well, was that meatloaf? But that was like season eight. But there was some, yeah, there was an instance I remember where she's like, oh gosh, it's been a while since I cooked for you guys. I thought that was like season three. 
And when she leaves with the armful of groceries into the house, Jesse and and D, uh, Denny and Joey are all like, Ugh. so apparently she's got a reputation for being not such a great cook. But the fact that Jesse keeps feeding this lasagna to the dog, you know, he had better luck with Garfield because Garfield loves a lasagna. Uh, the dog now weighs three hundred pounds. Oh, good golly, <laughs> that poor dog. He's been recording this message this whole time. Oh, no. The message has been sent. Well, yeah. It ain't gonna look good for you, buddy. <laughs> He's showing. Oh, it was still recording. Whoops. Like, uh, she heard my whole conversation. She's going to kill me. So, Jackson's like, not if we hide out in Mexico. We could fight bulls together. So, Jesse's like, no, no. It can't work because I don't look good in Matador culottes. So, Jesse has Jackson text DJ, tell her you're with me and that you're on your way home. Oh, of course. He's like, come on, kid, we can still have some fun. Watch this. And he turns the music back on. And he has <laughs> Jackson singing like a backup harmony. Like, ugh. <laughs> So good, I can listen to it a thousand times. And I think I will. Oh, God. No. Feel my temperature rising. Stitch. Siri, call Becky. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey, babe, I just want to tell you. Girl, 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 you're going to set me on fire. What are you doing here? Moving to L.A. with my favorite uncle. No, you know what you're not doing? Moving to L.A. with your favorite uncle. But if I'm in the truck, you can use the carpool lane. That would save some time. No. Get up here. <sighs> uh, all right. You tell me, is this about losing your bedroom? No, it's not just that. I, I mean, it's everything. I, I used to live in a house full of guys. Mm. Now, there's women everywhere. I'm outnumbered. Trust me, living with women, you're going to learn some valuable lessons, like how to talk to them. Let me take Becky and her terrible cooking, for instance. She makes this lasagna that tastes like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sweatpants. <laughs> and, you know, I just keep feeding it to the dog because I, I don't know how to tell her how disgusting it is. Now our dog weighs about 300 pounds. It <laughs> <laughs> was still recording. She heard my whole conversation. She's going to kill me. Not if we hide out in Mexico. We can fight bulls together. No, no. Can't work because uh, I don't look good in matador culottes. <laughs> Text your mom, tell her you're with me, and tell her we're on our way home. Oh, come on, kid. We can have some fun. What's this? Hunka, hunka, burning love. I said a hunka, hunka, burning love. I said a hunka, hunka, get into it. I said a hunka, hunka, burning love. Yeah. So, Max and Ramona are sitting at the table in the kitchen, and Stephanie and Kimmy are serving them, like, cookies and milkshakes or something. You can already kind of tell by DJ's tone of voice that she knows something's up. She knows something that Steph and Kimmy don't know. She says, look, it's Team DJ, the most reliable co-parents on the planet. DJ cuts right to the point. She says, I had a text from Jackson earlier that had me a little concerned. 
And then she adds, but it sounds like everything went perfectly fine today. Kimmy says, fabulous. And Stephanie adds, flawless, as they clink their their alcoholic beverage drinks together. And DJ looks around like, so uh, where is Jackson? And of course, I'm sure Stephanie's like, oh, he's upstairs somewhere. Really? You haven't checked on him? And Stephanie adds, you know, he has been quite as quiet as a mouse ever since I solved your whole bedroom fiasco. And TJ's like, boy, I wish I had your amazing parenting skills. TJ tells this to Stephanie. I'm thinking, yeah, DJ definitely knows something. It's like, oh, you think this is so easy, Steph. Really? Oh, God. <laughs> Stephanie's so patronizing. Don't feel bad. I know you do your best. So Stephanie calls up and says, hey, Jackson, get in here as we see Jesse and Jackson come in the back door. And Jackson, Jackson says, here I am. <laughs> Guilty as charged. And DJ tells Jackson, Jackson, tell Team DJ where you've been. Jackson says, I was in Uncle Jesse's truck. I made it all the way to Fresno. How far is Fresno from San Fran? Jesse says, kid's got a bladder of a champ. I don't know how he does it. Oh, yeah. DJ is really lighting into Stephanie and Kimmy. And she says, all while team DJ was being fabulous and flawless. So Stephanie does apologize. She says, DJ, DJ, I'm so sorry. Then she adds, Frothy cocktail? No! Why are you celebrating? You and Kimmy really messed up there. And Kimmy adds, you know, on the bright side, three out of four of the kids were right here all day. So DJ is not satisfied with that answer. She says, okay, I think we need a family meeting. Oh, Matt, he knows how to read a room. He says, oh, I, I know that look. I feel sorry for Team DJ. Mm-hmm. 
The whole family walks into the living room and Jesse's like, I can go home. I mean, I'm not in trouble, right? And Stephanie says, no, I am. I'm like, yeah, you are. You and Kimmy both. Yeah, Stephanie's really beating herself up. She's like, it was my first day and I blew it. And Jesse says, you know, Steph, don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, remember my first day? I changed Michelle on a meat rack. And you and DJ were go-go dancing on top of amplifiers. Oh, that's from our very first night. That was eating Sundays and pizza all night. <laughs> I love how somebody says, you were so clueless. It was awesome. And Jesse says, well, I learned and so will you. And kisses Stephanie on the forehead. Oh, it's so sweet. So it's goodbye to everybody. Oh, that's right. And I believe he does get a text from Becky. Oh, she ain't happy. Just received your uh, little voicemail. <laughs> Becky says, me and the fat dog are enjoying my lasagna. Your dinner is in the doghouse where you'll be sleeping. Jesse says, you know, actually it's worth it not to have to eat that lasagna. I'm starting to think Garfield would turn down this lasagna. It must be that bad. So, DJ calls this meeting to order. She says, all right, first things first. And then she looks at her finger and says, you know, I do not want to be the kind of person who wags her finger. <laughs> and she says, I don't want to be the person that wags her finger while saying first things first. So I'm just going to put this thing away. So, first, DJ turns her attention on Jackson, asking him, Jackson, what were you thinking? And, of course, Jackson fires off his defense with, Mom, you should know. You ran away when Stephanie moved into your room. And, of course, DJ's like, I ran away to the basement. You left the county. Yeah, of course, when Jackson says that, uh, yeah, you ran away when... And Stephanie, when Stephanie moved into your room, and DJ asked him, like, well, how do you know that? And, of course, Jackson, you're like, eh, and stuff, kind of, yeah. So, yeah, DJ turns her, like, shocked, surprised face on Stephanie, and Stephanie says, okay, in my defense, this was a small part of an even bigger inspirational aunt-nephew teaching moment. And gone horribly wrong. And DJ says, to your point, I ran away to the garage. You left the county. And Jackson, such a smarmy smart addict here, says, hey, let's not quibble over whose runaway was better, okay? And Jackson wises up. He says, I know I shouldn't have left like that. Well, you shouldn't have left at all. You don't run away from your problems. So Jackson says, I just got mad. First dad dies, then we all have to move in here. Now there's more people moving in here, and to top it all off, I lose my room. So DJ sits on the arm of the couch, and she's rubbing Jackson back, Jackson's back, and she says, Look, Jackson, I know this is tough, but you have a house full of people who love you. And I'm thinking, as much as a great point that is, that's still... Doesn't, I, I don't know, it doesn't really seem to uh, meet the point of what he's trying to get across. It's almost like she's saying that having a house full of people that love you excuses the fact that you've lost out on things. Like, you lost your father. and just so much change. Like, having a house full of 
people that love you and everything just negates all of this change that happened. Like, it, it almost sounds like she's saying it doesn't matter because you have all these people, you know, more people in, in this house and, and more love to give you and everything like that. For, I don't know. That's what I'm getting from it. And DJ says, you know, and as far as losing your room goes, I mean, I get it. I thought moving in with this squirt was going to ruin my life. And DJ says, but we got really close sharing that room. And DJ gets up and goes over and hugs Steph and says, and now you're here for me. Sweet, sweet sister moment. And DJ turns to Jackson and says, you may not see it now, but living with your brother is a blessing. Jackson asks, are you sure? Max gets up, walks over, sits next to Jackson on the couch, takes his hand, and says, I'm here for you, bro. Aww. And Max says, like the little bird that eats the parasites off the rhino's back. That's a weird, uh, comparison. <laughs> and Ramona asks, can anyone explain what this kid's talking about? I love the glare stare that Max levels Ramona with just by turning his head and looking at her. She looks so nervous, like, uh. And Max refers to what he said as this. He defines it as, it's a classic symbiotic relationship. So, of course... Kimmy gets her chance to uh, level with Ramona here. She says, Ramona, I know this is hard on you, too, with your dad and I separated. And she adds, but as much as I'm helping DJ, DJ's helping me. And Kimmy says, I'm new at this single parent thing. And even DJ says, we're all figuring this out together. And DJ adds, so everybody, everybody has to do their part to make this new family work. And DJ adds, that means respect. Compromise and honesty, okay? Of course, Max wants to be included as he says, I'm in! <laughs> but I was never out. And Max turns to Jackson and says, Jackson? And Jackson says, yeah, okay. And <laughs> Max turns to Ramona, because all three of them are sitting on the couch, and she says, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but if you're so desperate to have your room back... <laughs> Ramona says I'll go live in the hobbit hole <laughs> so yes and of course DJ says that it's so sweet of you but it's not going to happen she says but I think Jackson and Max are going to love living together Ramona like oh my god and she sits back down on the couch <laughs> so of course Stephanie's got her own little thing she's got out here uh <clears throat> DJ, in the spirit of honesty here, um, I lost my phone in your baby's diaper and I butt-dialed your call. <laughs> and DJ just looks at her like, what, what? <laughs> and Stephanie says, like, you never lost a phone in a diaper before. <laughs> and DJ says, no. And Kimmy adds, well, once I lost a watch and some egg salad. So Max wants to solidify this new family as he says you know we need a group hug oh the violin yes as jesse comes in probably forgotten to pee or forgot his jack and her motorcycle like do i hear violins because max runs over to dj hugs her and jackson ramona and kimmy come over 
I take it Tommy's asleep? <laughs> He's taking a nap? He forgot his lucky sunglasses. Okay, everything's lucky, apparently. <laughs> Guitar, sunglasses. <laughs> I knew there'd be a hug. And then he stops and says, Do I hear violins? Is that a violin? I can go home. I'm not in trouble, right? No, I am. It's my first day and I blew it. Now, don't be so hard on yourself. Remember my first day? I changed Michelle on a meat rack and you and DJ were go-go dancing on top of amplifiers eating sundaes and pizza all night. You were so clueless. It was awesome. <laughs> now, I learned so much. I love stuff. Bye, everybody. Bye. Text Rebecca. Dear Jesse, me and the fat dog are enjoying my lasagna. Your dinner's in the doghouse where you'll be sleeping. You know, actually, it's worth it not to have to eat that lasagna. Okay. First things first. I do not want to be the kind of person who wags her finger while saying first things first, so I'm just going to put this thing away. Jackson. What were you thinking? Mom, you should know. You ran away when Stephanie moved into your room. How would you even know that? I was, okay, in my defense, that was a small part of a much larger inspirational aunt-nephew teaching moment gone horribly wrong. To your point, I ran away to the garage. You left the county. Let's not quibble over whose runway was better, okay? Alright, speaking of DJ running away, let's see how Danny handles this news in the pilot episode. And also finding out that DJ ran away to the basement in his interaction with her and trying to get her to move back upstairs with the family. Lost my daughter. I went to work for seven hours and you lost 33% of my children? <laughs> Joey, call the police. Jesse, start driving around the neighborhood. I'm going to call up DJ's friends. And I'll go to DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, honey? Yes, Daddy? Sweetheart, do you know where DJ is? Uh-huh. Why didn't you say something sooner? Nobody asked me. <laughs> I'm gonna say what's it right <laughs> DJ, can I talk to you? Kimmy, hang on. Okay. I'm talking to Kimmy Gibbler. She called me on her own phone from her own room. She has three sisters. Really? DJ, you don't want to live in the garage. It's filthy, <laughs> it's stuffy. You want some fresh air? Hold on there. <laughs> Donna Joe, I want you back inside right now, this instant. Is that okay? Danny, you don't ask her. Thank you, Dad. So, Kimmy, where were we? Nice job, Dad. Reading Cosby's book. Cosby, oh, I'll handle this. No, they're a small child-like person. <laughs> if you move back into the house, you can have a big juicy bowl of jello. <laughs> no, Kimmy, that's not really him. I'll call you later. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have left those things. I just got mad. 
I mean, first dad dies. Then we all have to move in here. Now there's more people moving in here. And to top it all off, I lose my room. You have a house full of people who love you. And as far as your room goes, I, I get it. I thought moving in with this squirt was going to ruin my life. <laughs> but we got really close sharing that room. And now you're here for me. You may not see it now, but living with your brother is a blessing. Are you sure? I'm here for you, bro. <laughs> like the little bird that eats the parasites off the rhino's back. <laughs> Can anyone explain what this kid's talking about? <laughs> it's a classic symbiotic relationship. So yeah, let's hear how DJ reacts when she comes back upstairs and says that uh She's not moving back upstairs. And Danny finally explains, yeah, DJ's like, first mom dies, then grandma leaves, and I lose my room. It's just not fair. And then Danny, of course, explains to her, because DJ says everything just keeps disappearing. And then Danny explains to her, he's like, honey, you still got me. And Stephanie says, you have me too. And he explains, like, we're all in this together. We're a family. We really need to be able to work together, and we need you. DJ, <laughs> honey, I can't let you have a garage sale. What if I give you 10% of the profits? DJ, come here. Can't you just try sharing a room with your sister? Your mom was always so good at this stuff. I'd come home from work, and everything was always perfect. DJ, how would Mom have handled this? She would have caught me before I moved into the garage. Mom knew everything I did before I did it. What is it, honey? It's just not fair. First I lose my mom, then Grandma leaves. Now I even lose my own room. Everything keeps disappearing. I know exactly how you feel. And I know how much you girls miss your mother. Because I miss her too. Very much. But you still got me. You got me too. You got Michelle? And you have your Uncle Jesse and Joey. DJ, we're still a family. And now is when we really need to stick together. DJ, you and I, we go back a long time. Ten years. The ten happiest years of my life. So look, it's up to you. Either you move back inside. Or all five of us are moving into the garage. <laughs> but nothing is going to break up this team.
I'll move back in. <laughs> I love you, Angel. <laughs> you too, little ballerina. <laughs> enjoyed it time for my tanner teachable moment i gotta say change is hard on any kid and you have to just leave room for i mean you gotta you gotta leave room for them to be upset about it and you don't expect change you know kids don't always react to change but then react the way you want them to unless it's good change you know Especially change happening, like, so close together, you know, a, you know, a death in the family, moving into another house, losing a room, just all that stuff compiled together, just like, oh, one thing after another. So, yeah, and just, uh, just know that that kid, that person just, it's going to take them a bit to adjust. And just let them know it's like it's okay for you to be upset, but you cannot be disrespectful. And definitely running away is not the way to solve your problems. Also, another thing, if you're watching someone's kids and one of them you need to know where kids the kids are at all times. Don't just say, Well, most of your kids were here. Like that doesn't help. That does not help, and that leaves you looking very irresponsible. So, best outfit, honestly, I even though it's not an outfit, I'm going with Kimmy's bacon and egg scarf. And worst outfit, I'm going to give it to Ramona's. It's like a, like a bright, like, fuchsia magenta pink with, like, black polka dots or something. It just was very unflattering. Definitely Ramona's style does get better as the show goes on. I mean, like I said, this was basically the pilot episode. So, that being said, 
the next series I said that I'm going to be doing is Jesse and the Girls. That's for January. Usually I reserve January for Jesse, a series of Jesse episodes. So jumping into that, we're going to be kicking off the new year with season two, episode 12, Fogged In, which aired January 20th, 1989. This is going to be an episode that focuses on Jesse and DJ. The fog rolls in and so does everyone else. Seriously, that's a synopsis? So basically the synopsis is this. Jesse and Becky, Jesse and Becky, excuse me, no, because they're, actually, honestly, I don't even think Becky is even in the, she's not, she's not in this episode. Um, Jesse enjoyed their advertising, Jingle Writers, they've been working on a pancake jingle for Casa de Pancakes, Joey's got plans to go out with his girlfriend Cheryl over the weekend, and they pulled an all-nighter to get this jingle done. DJ and Kimmy think it's absolutely appropriate to go into Uncle Jesse's room and start recording on his recording equipment without asking. Yeah, you can see where I'm going with this. So they have a falling out and Jesse learns, just like his father Nick learns, you can't fix an argument by buying a gift for for someone and expecting everything to just be all hunky-dory. Yeah, because Nick and Irene are having a fight because she's taking college classes, and he's like, drop out of that flaky college and come home and fix me dinner. It's like, I don't know what this guy's situation, what his deal is. But now, yeah, the fog is kind of trapped. Danny's in-laws there, and... Jesse thinks the best way to fix this, I screamed at my niece over this situation, about her taping over the Casa de Pancakes jingle with her locomotion song with Kimmy. He decides to go and get her a set of drums as an, an apology. Like, are we cool now? Are we good? Good. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> fun ensues because also the fu- that f- the weather always does something to the Tanner's plans. Fog was the same reason they couldn't go to Disneyland in season one's The Seven Year Itch, which I'm saving that one for, I think, Jesse's Ladies, which I might be covering either next January or maybe in 2024. We'll see. Because I really, I think next January 2023, which that's like a year away. So much stuff happens in a year. But I think I want to start covering Jesse's career, his musical career, like certain key episodes when he goes to um, Japan. Also, the record deal he gets at the end, the Captain videos, you know, season five finale, you know, stuff like that. I also want to cover at some point Joey's kind of key comedy episodes, like from season one, but seriously, folks. And when he was on Star Search, when he was opening up for Wayne Newton, just stuff like that. Also, Danny's career with uh, when he goes from Sportscaster to Wake Up San Francisco, the telethon episode, the... um. 
knock him out episode with Ernie Hudson as Reggie the Sandman and just yeah stuff like that definitely definitely so so many things I want to cover there's so many episodes of Full House and even Fuller House to do also so yeah but yeah so for January that's that's pretty much it we're gonna jump into Danny and uh, Danny Jesse and the girls fogged in in January, and then we're also going to hit up <laughs> uh, Season 3, Three Men and Another Baby, which is the, <laughs> if I can find it, Episode 22 of Season 3. And then also Season 5, so yeah, that would be a Jesse and Michelle episode, and then another Jesse and Michelle episode, Season 4. Five, episode 19, The Devil Made Me Do It, and then jumping to We Got the Beat, season 8, episode 18. So, yeah. Plenty of things coming down the Full House, Fuller House Podcast Pike for 2022. I'm so excited. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, if you want to leave an email, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send a message on the Facebook podcast page, just type in Full House Podcast or Full House Fuller House Podcast. Also, if you haven't yet, you want to leave a review, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. So all five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So that being said, I'm actually... I'm not going to release this on the 24th. I'm releasing it tomorrow, the 17th of December, because it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to have enough stuff going on with my job and spending time with my husband. So, yeah, bonus, bonus treat. You get it tomorrow. How about that? That's my early Christmas gift to you all. And again, honestly, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't believe this podcast is going to be celebrating its third anniversary, April of 2022. So thank you all for listening for the last three years. Thank you all the Tanner newbies that have been tuning in recently, just in the last year or so. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm having fun with it. I loved being able to do a giveaway for the Fuller House DVD set. So maybe down the road I'll do another. We'll see. I'll do another giveaway. We'll see what we can do. So, all right. Have a have a great holiday. Have a great New Year. After tomorrow, the next episode is going to go up. I'm looking at my calendar. Uh, the seventh, the seventh of January. So, yep. Also, another thing. I will be doing a uh, a holiday uh, book review podcast episode. Just to let you know what books I read from like November to through December holiday reads, and then I also want to do a podcast episode about my TBR lists for 2022 most of it's going to be pretty much middle grade reads so if you're into middle grade reads which are geared from like 8 to 13 year olds then definitely check that out give you some good ideas for books to be read in 2022 all right bye bye everybody 
and happy holidays. See you in 2022.